Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today, we have one half of the co-host duo of Ricardo and Brandon. Ricardo, how you doing? Hey, I've never heard anybody call me a half. That's great. I feel a lot lighter already, Jeremy, so thank you for that. Perfect, perfect. Christmas <laughs> miracles, right? Yeah. So we miss Brandon today here on the uh, winter solstice of 2023. So everything is going to be looking up for us from this day forward, Jeremy. So more sun, longer days, (laughs) end of darkness. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah. So we did record this. So so today's uh, today's guest is uh, a guy named Danny Keiterling. he is the owner of DHK Welds. Um, just super, super inspirational guy. Uh, you know, you've you got to follow him on YouTube and everything. We'll we'll pass along all of his socials um, in the in the show descriptions. But we we recorded this just a few days before Thanksgiving. So um, when you hear him talk about when he's because uh, he's actually was in the hospital when I uh, interviewed him because he was dealing with a uh, like stage four. Uh, pressure ulcer that had like gone to his bones so he'd been in the hospital for like three months and got to go home right before thanksgiving thank thank god you know so uh, amazing guy though amazing story whole thing man yeah it is so uh the whole thing about um him talking to you when he was in the hospital there right jeremy and the pressure sores and stuff um actually related to another one of your guests that you had beforehand and is kind of a little miracle yeah no for sure man it's just you, you want you want to talk about that because you were directly involved in passing along that information well we had already we already kind of discussed it on another one yeah somebody else had a similar situation going on that was yeah dealing with a really bad pressure sore and after i heard that from danny i was just like get that checked and they turned out they had a pressure uh, a bone infection as well so i had no idea that was even a thing ricardo like that's the scary thing man i've been paralyzed for 26 <laughs> years almost so um <laughs> yeah but you you have a um you know a medical bed that moves around at night and keeps you um yeah, from getting those yeah mattress, so yeah it's uh i mean yeah <laughs> definitely uh lucky to to have a mattress like that that uh does alternate the uh the pressure and whatnot you know Deuce. inflates and deflates cardo's calling the dogs right now he's yeah yeah i had to shut him down okay sorry about that well you want to you want to you want to get on with it um well yeah uh i yeah yeah well let's uh we'll we'll get to it right now um great interview uh danny keiterling he's he's uh just an inspirational guy and i think everybody's gonna really enjoy this one so um yeah we will talk to you guys on the other side all right thanks jeremy this week on the live to walk again podcast we're excited to visit with danny keiterling uh 
Danny is father, welder, entrepreneur, spinal cord injury survivor. Uh, he's the owner and operator of DHK Welds. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's got the best beard on the internet. Uh, Danny, well, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Good, good, man. Thanks for thanks for having me on here, man. Um, I really like the last one, that best beard on the internet. Make, makes me feel good and makes me be humble, but also feel good in the same aspect, so. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being, yeah, let me be sure. on here. For sure, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, so for Danny, for anybody that doesn't uh, know your story already, I know you do have a, you have a pretty big following on across all the social media outlets and everything. And, and I think you did as well before your injury, but, you know, tell us a little bit about how you did suffer that spinal cord injury. Yeah. So I, uh, I am a, incomplete obviously so you guys all that are listening so most of you guys know um what that means but my spinal cord did not get completely severed however you might want it you know uh justified or not justified but qualified to be an incomplete you got sensation whatever um so i'm an incomplete c6 um broke the c6 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 c7 vertebrae and also but it's it, it damaged the spinal cord at the c6 six level and um uh, yeah, I was in a UTV accident, actually. Um, I was buckled in and everything like that, but uh, we went around a corner, and uh, my buddy was driving, and the the road was really, was like a dirt road, but it was it was freshly graded, where, where you know, like them, uh, the gravel's kind of like driving in snow, basically, um, and he was trying to turn, and he was kind of confused with the drive and he thought he was supposed to take a right hand turn and anyway, ended up being a Y and he got confused and ended up, we ended up uh, overcorrecting and rolling off the edge of a mountain up in South Dakota. So, um, Dang, man. yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of backstory to it and post story, but that's, that's pretty much the gist. It wasn't, uh, it's not, uh, obviously it wasn't the greatest experience in my life, but it's uh, there's been some positives come out of it, some negatives, but uh, I've been trying to focus more on the positives, I guess you would say on basically then and now basically and in the future, how it affected me. But it's pretty been you know, we're making it through it, you know. So so you guys fall off a mountain. Um, what like is the other guy OK? Like what, what happened to him? Uh, did he suffer any injuries in the in the accident? So yeah, um, he's okay. So my one buddy, he like bruised some ribs or something. He was, so I was in the back seat. It was a four seat, um, uh, Can-Am X3 Maverick. And so there's, you know, two seats in the back, two seats in the front. The people in front were like fine. The people in the back obviously got a little more messed up. Everyone else was good. Um, I guess I could just give you kind of the whole story. Um, might need to take a deep breath for this one, but it, it was actually my bachelor party. So everyone in the rig was like family, you know, kind of not family, but like not blood family, but, um, love family. And, uh, they were in the, it was my best man. He was driving, uh, uh, his brother-in-law and then my good buddy who was a Marine beside me. I don't know why I threw that in there, but love Marines, love the army. Um, but yeah, he's a Marine, my good buddy beside me. And then obviously me, um, we were actually went up to South Dakota, Deadwood lead area, for my bachelor party and uh it was we rented an airbnb all that cool stuff it was hotter than heck out and uh so anyway we were like well let's you know let's hit the trails it's like 
just after lunchtime, like one in the afternoon. And anyway, we're like, well, let's, you know, cruise down. My but my other buddy had a, a two-seater. I had a four-seater. And we were loaded down. And we just start, we headed down some roads, some highways, and hit some back trails. And we were going through some of the back trails. And th- those trails get pretty wild. I mean, there's streams running through it. You know, there's, you know, you, you some of the stuff is, you know, closed off trails that you, you're not supposed to go through that you, but you do anyway. Anyway, we were going down there and these rocks pop my buddy's tire. And uh, we, I get out and I was actually driving and uh, I get out, uh, hop out and I try to, I'm like, you know, looking at assessing the situation or what have you. And uh, I get out and He's like, yeah, you guys go back to Airbnb, get the trailer, you know, we'll get it fixed. We'll bring it back into town. And I turn around and my my best friend is sitting in the driver's seat of my Maverick. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing, dude? And anyway, he, him and I argued for about five minutes. And finally, I was like, whatever, you know. And so I went and got in the back seat of, you know, the back of the Maverick. And uh, that's when we 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 headed back to the, our uh, to our uh, Airbnb, our house up in the up in Deadwood. And uh we came around that corner and uh, the gravel was real loose and he just didn't see it coming. And uh, I remember as I could see him kind of like turning the steering wheel back and forth and uh, I could see he couldn't get, wasn't getting control. So I'm like, okay, well, hold on, you know, like, and you, and, and he did what was right. He straightened up right on the curve instead of like turning out of it. He just straightened up on it. So if you straight, if you hit, hit a turn, it's better, but obviously not in this instance, he went straight. We, you know, rolled, I don't know. One one police report said like six to seven times, and the other one said like thirteen times. So I don't know how many times we rolled. Um, and uh, yeah, I I woke up on not woke up, but came to us sitting on my uh, stomach like this with my my hands. My glasses got knocked off, and I could see them by my by my hand. And then I could uh, my hands were kind of right by the my ears, you know. And uh, I got I I had my you know obviously I don't know if you experienced it, but. Um, where my level of injury was like it affected my diaphragm. I, you know, a lot of people have to get like a trach cause they can't breathe very well. Luckily right. I didn't, I don't have the, the hole on my neck. Uh, and so I, but I couldn't yell very loud. So I was like, help, help. And my friends couldn't find me for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, they finally found me, got me in a, you know, a life flight, the whole nine yards, go to the you know, trauma one center. That's what I was going to ask. Like, what they had to get you out of there if you're up in the mountains. So they had to life flight you out. Yep. Yep. So they actually, uh, there was no service. So my one buddy had to run up to get service. And by the time he ran up there, he, someone else contacted, talk, he talked to them and they went and called the ambulance, an ambulance for us. Um, the ambulance came in that, you know, they had to cut down, you know, like get fun, you know, like kind of make a way into me a little bit because of branches and trees and everything in the way. They did that load, and then they loaded me up on a stretcher, got me to you know a hospital, and then life flied to me out of that hospital. Actually, so. wow. So where do you end up? Like, where do they do like your spinal cord, you know, stabilization, and and where do you go through rehab and all that sort of stuff? At yep. So, um, I went through. I did the surgery uh, in Rapid City, South Dakota, at uh, Monument Health. Uh, super good hospital. Awesome hospital. Great food, actually. Um, and, uh, after that we go to, uh, I went to Craig. I, did you go to Craig for your I, rehab? Uh, I didn't, but, uh, I know, I think, uh, our guy, Adrian Garcia, a friend of the podcast, yep. he, uh, he was the one that told me 
about you and uh and your story and everything so that's what uh made me want to reach out and i guess yeah. we actually i think we were both on the phone with her both were talking to him one day and he kind of yeah patched us in so yeah um yeah but i know uh adrian's like big like he's a big supporter of uh craig and has worked out there quite a bit and stuff so yeah adrian he's a good dude that's where i met adrian there and at craig and yeah but i support the heck out of them too they're awesome man there there's nothing um like more more freaking like i don't know no better feeling than going back to your rehabilitation center that you were at and yeah. freaking like seeing those people anyway so i went to craig uh i was actually I, at the at the time my ex-wife now she uh I looked over and we were trying to figure out like, what do we, you know, like rehab, like what's, you know, you don't know, even know what you're supposed to do. So a lot of people, you know, recommended Craig, you know, through social media and stuff. And, um, and then uh, we're like, okay. So Craig wanted like, I don't remember. It was a huge sum of money, like 180. We didn't have, like, we just got blue cross blue shield shout out to blue cross blue shield, how terrible their service is. Um, but whatever we had blue cross blue shield. So, you know, we had to put money down on top of our, uh, um, you know, like stay. And so we had the first time they talked to him, she was, she was crying. My fiance was cause they wanted like $180,000, you know, to get into Craig. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, whatever, you know, like uh, mate, we can make it work and we're going to, you know, there's better to, to live. And then there's living and then there's, uh, you know, living life. And I'm like, I want to live life. So, um, I, you know, it's worth it to pay the good money to go to Craig. Anyway, we got that number down significantly from there. Um, cause they, I started improving the first like 10 days at, in the ICU. Um, so that first 10 days I, I did way better than what they thought I was going to do. Um, so anyway, I went to Craig, ended up only staying at Craig for, uh, 45 days for my rehab. Um, when they thought, they thought I was going to need like 90 originally they thought I was going to need 180 days or a hundred, 180, I don't know, a crazy amount of days of rehab, which I mean, I would love to do rehab for that long, but um, it's expensive, like I said. Um, and so we were, I was only there for 45 days. Okay. So, and so going from South Dakota to how do they get you to Craig? Like, do they just tra have to transport you um, by an ambulance? You have to fly there. Like, how do they get you out there? Yeah. So at that time, I was like, absolutely like there was no i was pretty weak you kind of you probably know when you get injured you're like super weak and i was like kind of being like a fraidy cat as i would say i'd say it another word if i wasn't on a podcast i was kind of being a little a, a little bitch and uh i was just like kind of like afraid to move too and i hurt bad it hurt so bad you know um but i i you know like when you, you know just the human body doesn't really want to mess with your neck if it's broken so you're like just like just bare, you know anyway so they had to lo they loaded me on a stretcher again and um they put you into a, a little tiny jet plane actually um it's pretty common and they just jet you to the to denver and then obviously to um inglewood colorado where the facility is at right. so um wow. pretty yeah so pretty after, yeah uh, you know, after the 45 days, Danny, what, what's that transition? Like, how do you get back to, so where, where are you living at the time too? Like, are you, were you, were you living in South Dakota um, where you were at for your bachelor party or you guys just went there to have a good time? Yeah. So um, we, I live and currently live in Rosette, Wyoming, which is a small town outside Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, 
that's a that's about two hours away, about an hour and a half away from uh, Deadwood, and uh, just 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 a nice, beautiful like area where you can go. And there's the trails are obviously really really nice and beautiful up there because um, of the mountains, which are dangerous, and uh, that's that's uh, why we chose to go up there. Um, but I live and still live in Wyoming. Okay, so what? How do you get back from Craig then to you know when you're transitioning out of the out of the hospital? And then what like what's the experience like going back home? I mean, is your house wheelchair accessible or like flat enough that you can get in and out? Like, I know that's always like a big big issue with a lot of people. So yeah, talk about like kind of getting out of the hospital and and transitioning back to the to the real world. Yes. Yeah, so if I guess anyone that's isn't that's out there, re, you know, watching this and maybe they don't got like good rehab, you know, because people like I did, um, you kind of got a plan on, you know, what you're, how you're going to manage your, your healthcare when you get home. That's a big thing. I, I learned fast, you know, you got to start doing your own drugs, you know, your pills, your vitamins, uh, you know, you got to figure out how to do all that. Cause they're not, you know, the doctor's not just going to come into your room and give them to you every freaking, you know, three times a day, whatever you need to be. That was one of the ones, uh, you know, we, we got like a little pill container, uh, Craig set you up with that. Um, obviously, you know, you're going to want to work. The main reason you're at a facility like that is to work, get your, your physical ability up enough to where you can be, uh, manage your life without assistance or minimal assistance. Um, and that's part of that is like, you know, getting your pills ready, uh, how you're going to cook your feed yourself. Um, and then you got to start looking into like showering and, uh, you know, your chair, you know, cause insurance doesn't buy a chair and how you're going to manage that too. So that's another thing you guys need to look out for, um, coming home was pretty easy. You know, you just got to be careful. I bought a special, uh, another good thing I, I did for everyone. Uh, I bought those purple cushions. I'm sure you're, uh, Jeremy, I'm sure you're like, know what that's about. Like, uh, the purple cushions save, save you. Well, obviously I'm in the hospital right now for a sore, but they'll save you sore for sure. So I got a purple cushion, you know, made sure you did your off weight. And I like to, you know, off weight in the car. I'll just, you know, push off the center console, whichever way it might be. Um, and I rode passenger, obviously my wife drove me home. Um, pretty, sim pretty simple. Sorry about that guys. Um, and pretty simple wife drove me home. I was passenger. Uh, my house, luckily I had friends that came and built me, you know, modified my deck, built me a ramp. And then, um, I didn't have a, uh, Dang, I'm sorry. Someone keeps calling me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was super lucky to get my deck modified. Everything was good there. My house, it was everything is a double layer, but, uh, you know, I got a basement, but everything on is on the top uh, floor that I need. So everything was good there. One thing, we were behind schedule on the shower. I had to do, I put $20,000 into a shower to get it to where I was happy and comfortable using it, you know, getting around a roll in shower, roll in, um, you know, uh, lower toilet, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then other than that, like, um, the cooking and stuff is hard, but other than that, mainly shower, like a nice big shower and a, and a ramp is all the guy, you know, terribly needs really. Um, beyond that, one of my goals is also to start looking at, uh, getting countertops replaced to where they're more accessible, maybe even a little lower than normal. And then, uh, like a home gym or like an area that I can like do my workouts in, um, super important when you're in a wheelchair. Right. I've discovered. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and it was, it was crazy, bro. Like 
so I was out for, I think it was like almost 90 days, not 90 days. I'm sorry. Almost 60 days between my ICU visit and, um, ICU and the uh, Craig. So I hadn't been home in two months, you know, and getting back home is obviously you're, I've had, you know, you get kind of a real PTSD from it. Um, you know, just like the weirdness of being home. Cause you know, nothing is normal again at home now. And so it was pretty wild to come home. Pretty, it was fun and amazing. Um, to just be like quiet again. Cause Denver is, you know, speedy traffic, all that craziness. Right. It's pretty fun to like, just like enjoy Wyoming. That's the best part of Wyoming, you know? I bet. Uh, you know, so Danny was your, so you're about to get married when you have this accident. Was your daughter already born at this time or was she still, yeah, so, your wife still pregnant? Yep. Your girlfriend? I, uh, my baby Emberly, um, she was, was born who was, ador- who was adorable by the way i've seen her in a few of your videos you. and posts and stuff online yeah yeah she definitely got her mother's looks and not my looks i'm glad she doesn't look like me because she is cuter than a button um so amberly yeah so she was born uh uh seven months before the uh accident it was seven months i, I thought it was six but i checked the other night it was seven months before the accident and, and uh she was like golly still just like a little like just you know forming human not exactly all the way there yet still you know just barely started crawling and you know i she just you know kind of you know barely cognizant thank goodness of like kind of life and that kind of when it goes to that traumatic side of things she didn't really have to experience a whole lot of it but at least that she's going to remember too much of and uh so she was seven months old now she's uh she's almost two she turns she turns two in december so in like less than 30 days, she turns two. So, um, um, which is, you know, that's another layer, you know, just like, I mean, I'm a quad, so I can't, I have uh, no hand, you know, usage. I just have my Tino that adds another layer of complexity to life when you're, when you're taking care of a, you know, a two-year-old and being, you know, paralyzed, you know, putting diapers on, like you got to get pretty crafty with some of the stuff that you do. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. No. Um, You know, what, I always ask people that have like, I guess, children of any age when they get, when they suffer this injury, like that's got to add like, so I was 18 when I got hurt. I'm like, I'm still in high school. I don't have any, any like responsibilities really. Um, And I couldn't even fathom trying to go through rehab, like knowing that I have like people that are depending on me, like a a baby and, and a, and a soon to be wife. Um, You know, what, I guess what kind of pressure, like, me, like your, your, how was your mental state kind of going through that rehab process, knowing you have to do that? I mean, if it, I don't know, like, I guess you, it can either push you harder or kind of like make you, I don't know. Yeah. yeah talk, talk about that kind of experience. Yeah. It's uh that's man. I don't know, golly. It's a, it's a blessing though to have Emberly. Um, Cause going through some of that stuff that I went through, golly, it's scary, you know, and, some people, you know, luckily I have a lot of like, like good family across the world. Um, you know, uh, when I mean family, I mean social media followers, but you know, there's days when, you know, there's weeks when you have no one that, you know, in your room and it's pretty weird to like, not, you know, see, you know, your wife or your best friend or whatever. Um, you know, with, you know, like might be three weeks, a month until you get to see him two months, you know, whatever it might be. It's, a uh, especially hard when it's your own child. Sorry, I had to get a drink of water. 
it's especially hard when it's your own child, man. You, you know, they didn't even let, they wouldn't even let my baby up into the ICU because uh, I actually had COVID too while I was in, wow, I had spinal cord injury. <laughs> they tested me and I had, it's a, that's a kind of little side story on my big story. We'll do some other day, but I was, uh, they found out I was, I had COVID in the ICU. So they, they put me in a special part of the ICU and uh, there's no children allowed, you know, under the age of whatever, three. Um, so like, it's hard when you don't get to see them. Um, but like beyond that though, like that's, I could see where a lot that's, and that's why I do a lot of this stuff. Um, and I'll talk, I want to talk about it if you're okay with it later on in this podcast, a lot of the stuff I do is, you know, like I do a lot of like, or I try to be inspirational. Some days it's a little sad on social media, but that's okay. That's part of life. But like, I try to help out with this because I was blessed with a beautiful daughter and like a great mindset, you know, that, uh, that, that got me through some of that stuff. And I think about it all the time and I'm not saying I'm strong by any means or tough or, but I know that some people have it way harder than me. And then if not, some people just can't handle stuff maybe as good as I do. So like, I think about that a lot. And a lot of my, uh, a lot of my, you know, mission with a lot of stuff is to, to help people out to get through that, you know, because they, they might not have the resources I did. Or they might just be like, you know, like, you know, I can I can think of a million things since the accident that I thought would be impossible, not, you know, not possible. There are no way anyone in my position could do this, you know, and uh, it's kind of cool to like, you know, like once you do do it, you're like, man, that wasn't that hard. But like a lot of people might not even, you know, try to do it if they don't know that, you know, maybe seeing fat bearded guy doing it might motivate someone else to do it, too, you know. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, that actually, Danny, leads me kind of to my next, like, line of questioning. I was wondering, you know, like, what, because you do have a big social media following, and, you know, you document kind of everything that you go through on a regular basis. So, like, what, you know, what was the motivation? And and it seems like you had, like, a pretty big kind of following previously with with your welding and everything. Um, I know you were teaching welding as well and uh, were pretty popular in that space, but you know what, and how, I mean, welding, like for lack of a better term is kind of like a manly, like, you know, alpha male type thing, man. Like what, and then you, you know, was it difficult then to like show yourself in this vulnerable position after a spinal cord injury and trying, you know, dealing with your recovery and sharing that with the same people that you had been sharing, like your, you know, cool welding projects with. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, man. Um, that's, it's really hard, dude. Like I was, I mean, dude, like I'll just be honest with you guys, dude. I was, I was shit my pants, dude. Like nothing about this is fun or cool or like hip. And, uh, yeah, I was like super embarrassed to myself. Like I, you know, like I quit doing social media for a couple of weeks and, uh, the craziest thing one of my friends, the, one of my friends that was in the accident, he um, he still takes it hard to this day. And uh, it's real shit, too, that we got to deal with. And uh, I was, you know, just chilling outside of Craig and kind of outside the garden. I'll follow the sun down every night. You know, I'd, I'd move with the sun on the sidewalk, you know. As soon as a shadow hit me, I'd move and find some more sun, you know, and, like, just keep going down. So I was on the corner of the block, you know, a little bit past where I was supposed to be allowed to, you know, like – in my wheelchair, you know, um, that, you know, they have like a barrier at the hot, at the hospital that you're not supposed to like, you know, you're like, Oh, don't go past that stop sign, you know? And I kind of stretch the limits there. Um, so anyway, I was sitting there one night and my buddy, you know, and, uh, my buddy called me and he was just drunk and crying and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, like, and I was like, damn dude. And that was the first time it ever got, like, it kind of hit me, you know, like some of reality and you start getting down on yourself. I'm like, 
like, geez, Danny, like I'm pretty like starting to get down with him. And so I, you know, I finally had to like not hang up on him, but I kind of ended the conversation pretty quick and, you know, and it kind of stuck with me for a few days. And uh, I was like, man, I haven't got on social media in forever and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm like, golly, I don't even want to know like welding, you know, like, um, you know, some of the people in welding aren't like nice people or good people even. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I don't even want to get on here and see what people are saying, talking trash about me, you know, what golly, but like, so I'm like, frick. So one night I got on there and I was like, I got to like, you know, like let everyone know what's going on, you know? And so I made a post, a little tiny video, you know, like didn't really think it blew up obviously. Um, and the, it, you know, it reached a lot of people. I don't know, like, crazy millions of views, you know, you kind of know how that is. And, uh, it was, it was weird. I'm like, golly, you know, but it was crazy. I couldn't find a bad comment in all like the thousands of comments. Um, I couldn't, you know, and it kind of like, you know, whenever I was feeling alone, like my, you know, if my wife was busy or like, you know, I, I wouldn't answer my friend's call after like six o'clock at night. Cause I knew he was drinking, what have it might be, you know, no, you know, like I would could revert to that social media too. And like, it helped me get through some of that shit. Like it was, it's pretty cool. Like I don't even know how to explain, explain it you know like it's not all social media is bad either you know like everyone's like oh it's the devil it's you know it's taking your time you know but it's kind of it, it turned into a little, little bit of a confidence booster for me and uh it felt real good and uh i it was another little tiny little layer of like the pie added on top of emberly on top of my friends whatever that like helped me get through it you know um and so now it's evolved into this like not a monster but we're doing some pretty cool stuff you know um, the social media has taken, taken a pretty good turn. Um, I mean, we're, I was looking at it from year to date from my accident to now. I mean, some of my channels are, you know, a hundred, you know, hundred percent increase in followers and, you know, maybe, you know, some of them are thousands of percentages like increases in, um, followers, followers and, um, really interacting with the audience and stuff like that. So it's been, you know, not that I use my, um, accident for that but more to raise more of an awareness and just kind of give everyone too that you know what's going on with you know danny is one that a lot of people just like to know but it's been pretty cool um to see like see that change too but instead of you know like you know using it to be arrogant or bad like i'm trying to use you know some of what i got which is very small compared to like some of these people some of these you know influencers trying to use it for good to like help myself out selfishly because we always got to worry about number one but i also like want to help out people that golly you know went through the same thing i did or worse um and so it's been fun to do that you know no, absolutely um yeah. So, yeah, I, I think you, some of your videos, man, your YouTube videos and stuff are just absolutely hilarious. I, I watched one a couple weeks ago and uh, some guy was uh, you were like looking at tweets of like people tweeting or whatever, like or the comments uh, after you had done a weld or something. And somebody was like, oh, that oh. looks like shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, man. So like you, you just keep it positive. You're like, hold your hand up. You're like, well, I don't really have a uh, full use of my hands. So I was like, you know, I'm just doing the best I can, bro. But appreciate it. See you on the next weld or whatever. And that, I, I yeah. was just dying laughing, man. I was I love it. So but, you know, how hard is that to kind of keep that, like you, you mentioned before, like your mindset was, you had a positive mindset going in, or, you know, you you kind of uh, made the best of it. Um, you know, how hard is that sometimes, like when there are people online you know, just talking shit, basically, for no reason? And uh... Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't get too much of the people on there. 
Um, and what I do is I try to embrace the negativity with positivity when I see that. Um, that so luckily I'm like, don't got so too many hitter haters, but I do got a few. Um, if they get on my nerves, I'm just like, see ya. You're not going to be part of this party anymore. You're blocked. Right. And then if they're like, you know, if they're just kind of like saucy, you know, and maybe not notice that, I, like, cause that, you know, some of them guys, you know, they might, they might talk trash, not knowing that my hands work. And so sometimes I'll just, you know, be like, Hey dude, like check it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you suck at welding, but your hands work. Mine don't like there's the difference right there. And so like, I, I use it for fun, you know, and to, you know, I don't get too offended. Um, a lot of that, you know, like some of it, you know, it's not easy more, you know, I get, I get more in my head about just my own self. Like I don't need anyone to help me get freaking like, you know, you know, depressed or whatever you would say every once in a while. Sometimes it's just part of it, you know, and um, they don't really affect me. Sometimes it's, you know, that's another reason why I use that social media because some days are just like not good days and you're going to have them sad days, you know. Um, but I, luckily, I guess I don't let them freaking the haters on social media um, get to me. I think it's probably I guess I've hardened over time. The social media people don't really affect, you know, because, you know, that that some buck that's talking trash is not going to come talk trash to your face, you know. Um, so it's I've been lucky. I don't I don't get too worked up right now. <laughs> No, that's good, man. I love the I love the positive attitude, though. It's, it's a, Thank you. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, the DHK welds, like what it was before the accident, what it is now, and um, you know, I want to compliment you also. I know you sell some some awesome you know t shirts and sweatshirts and hats, and uh, everybody should go check it out. We'll, we'll post the link on the uh, in the in the yeah. podcast notes. But yeah, talk about. Uh, dhk welds and yeah like what it was before what it is now and kind of how how things are going with that no yeah so um freaking almost needs to be another story but i'll tell it um it's amazing story actually so dhk welds is nothing obviously um before the accident uh not not really like um much at least uh that was when i kind of started my social media accounts is uh right before i got injured uh, I was, uh, ran out of my company that I actually owned percentages in called Western Welding Academy, Pipe Park Solutions. It was, uh, it was a small, small welding school. And, uh, my business partner basically, uh, didn't, uh, he wanted to go one direction with the company and I wanted to go kind of, uh, more Danny Kyderling style, more authentic. And, uh, we had our differences. So, uh, I, I was like, well, you know, like, and so he kicked me out of the company I didn't have a welding truck. I blew my welding truck up uh, on the, you know, actually um, at that school. I blew, one of my employees blew blew the transmission. I was like, damn, I can't go to work right now. Wait for a tranny to get in, you know, so I could, you know, go back to welding. Uh, and so I was like, well, you know, like I want to keep building this social media that I had at the school. I had, you know, I built that channels up, you know, at school, you know, over a million followers. And uh, and so I. Uh, I'm like, man, I want to, you know, continue this, see what happens. Started my YouTube channel that day in May 2022, I think is when I started it. Uh, started a lot of, uh, you started like doing like a posting schedule on Instagram. I made a Facebook then, like kind of crazy, didn't have a Facebook. Um, anyway, started building all that stuff and uh, then I got injured. And then obviously um, through my injury and everything like that, I kind of seen an opportunity um, selfishly and uh, for the community to um, start the DHK brand, which is pretty simple. Uh, my buddy, uh, Adam Hundley, I'm not sure. I, don't, don't Adam. I apologize. I've known you for a year now. And, 
over a year now, and I don't know how to say your last name. I think it's Hunley. Uh, owns a pretty successful company called Pipeline Legit. They uh, they make hats, hoodies, stuff like that. Um, he actually flew up to Denver when I was in Craig Rehab, um, for Craig Rehab facility there, and and uh, anyway, surprised me. Never met him ever in my life, and I was meeting up with my buddy that uh that from West Virginia and Adam flew in from what, uh, from Arizona. And my buddy goes, my buddy from West Virginia, he goes, Hey, uh, he's like, I got a surprise for you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, I didn't know what, you know, maybe he was going to like, you know, give me a gift card for subway or we were going to go out to dinner that night. Or like, I was like, I didn't know what it was going to be. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, my buddy wants to meet you. And I'm like, Oh, he's like, that's, I'm like, that's a surprise. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. He can come see me. And he's like, well, he's like, he landed in Denver tonight and he wants to see you. And I'm like, yeah, man, that that's cool. And so anyway, I met this, met this fella. Um, and, uh, you know, he just came up to see me. He'd been wanting to see me for forever. Um, been trying to get a hold of me. Uh, and that, then, so he flew up finally and he's like, you know, just was worried about me cause, cause the injury and stuff. And he goes, when he, when we get done, you know, a couple of days later, he, he let, he says, Hey man, like, you know, I own all these companies. Um, I have all these, uh, outlets. If you don't, you know, if you want to like, you know, do anything with what I can provide for you, he's like, I want to help you out like long-term versus short-term. He's like, I want to, um, I want to see, you know, if you want to do something and there's anything that I can help you with, he's like, freaking reach out to me. I'm a hundred percent, hundred percent yours. If you need it, um, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, in February, of 2023 i'm trying to get my years right uh my wife left me and uh so the next day i texted him maybe it was a couple days later i texted adam i said well i'm ready i'm gonna start this business and so uh that's when i like officially started uh started dhk welds you know um he helped he builds all my swag i could even uh find us a hat here but um Obviously, you can see it at dhkwells.com. Um, but he 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 started building all my designs, so now I got um, an in-house designer, and he we manufacture it here in America actually right now. Uh, so we kind of like have like a laboratory down there in Phoenix, Arizona, and that's where all my uh, my ho hoodies are made and stuff. Great. So yeah, everything everything right now we've played with the idea of like going to China, but we don't like that idea, so. Everything right now is made in America. Obviously, the hats, you're not going to get a hat that's usually made in America. Not one that's not going to charge, you know, $70 per hat. Um, but anyway, my stuff's made in America. We do down there in Phoenix, Arizona. We do so much cool stuff down there. He's got, like, basically the coolest, like, hat laboratory. Hat, hoodie, shirt. We're even getting into some other kind of crazy cool stuff. Uh, and tools and stuff for welding. But, uh it's such a cool facility down there. And so we can like play around with stuff and if, you know, like design like the ultimate product and uh, it's been pretty cool. We got some amazing designs, probably, I don't know, 20 plus designs on a hundred plus products and it's doing, we're doing all right. You know, it's fun and it's, uh, and it's cool to see, uh, see the product as it evolves and how it changes and more crazy and cool it gets. And, uh, so we started that, uh, in February. So, Less than a year ago, what's I don't know nine, ten months ago, something like that, and uh, and uh, yeah, so we're kind of pairing that with uh, social media and trying to reach to a lot outreach to a lot of people. 
Yeah, I know that that is uh that's very cool, man. Um so so you were already done teaching welding then by the time your accident happened, you'd already kind of moved on and, and split uh from your, your former business partner. Yep. Yep, yep. I was uh I, I was completely done. Um not with the business, obviously, but I wasn't uh I didn't work for my <laughs> my company at that time after I uh um got fired from Western or let go from Western Welding Academy. So, um, so it's a complicated thing. You work for your business that you own and then usually, yeah, it's just, it's weird, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I didn't have much association with them after the, um, before the wreck. Um, especially now, now I want to try to completely disassociate with them, but that doesn't work sometimes. So, um, thank goodness we're not, part of each other now yeah yeah um you know so having been a, a welding teacher for for a few years or however long it was like how did that give you do, you do you think that gave you like a different aspect like looking at trying to like learn how to weld again like not being able to use your hands as well as as you know as an able-bodied person or as you were yeah able, when you were able-bodied yeah yeah i was actually just talking to someone about that the other day it's it's yes it's helped me out a lot and then being just like a a, a very ta- not talented but I was a fairly skilled welder before the accident just being that like where I was welding in really tight like really hard jobs you know like not normal stuff that like a regular welder would do like I was getting in doing some pretty wild stuff like tight places you know weird positions different you know alloys which made me a really good teacher because I was also like always kind of in a in in a handicap position or a harder position than normal or whatever so i learned to weld with my left hand right hand whatever my like that b which made me a decent welder so i could explain more and then yeah um now kind of doing rehab of life i've noticed that like i'm way better like um or I, i feel like i have a little bit of an advantage because of like just me understanding how the kind of like you know like the different ways to do something versus you know like I guess I was a little overtrained and now now that I now that I don't have like hands or whatever um that I now I have to like adapt and overcome and it's a little e- it's definitely easier than I would say most people have to struggle with. Yeah. Yeah, well that's awesome that you were able to go back to 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 doing what you love, you know, um after your yeah. after your accident. That's huge, man. That's got and, and yeah. your mental well-being too. I'm sure that's, you know, incredible, incredibly helpful. Yeah. So um yeah talk talk a little bit about i know you've been dealing with some kind of health problems as far as like uh pressure sores things like that you had to you got kind of stuck in the hospital for a bit here um you know what what's that all like what's that like for you and how long how far from your house did you have to go to get to the hospital you're staying at i mean is it somewhat local to your so you're still around your your uh, daughter and everything um and then, yeah, like what, you know, what's the outlook? Like how long are you going to be stuck in there? And, and when do you think you'll be heading home? Yeah. So I've been, like I said, I've been in the hospital for three months now and uh, I uh, got a pressure sore. It was, a they say it's a laying ulcer. So, you know, a sore from laying down, not from sitting up, uh, which is weird. Uh, we don't exactly know why I got it or where I got it. We I mean, Obviously they know why you, get a, you know, it's a level four pressure sore. Um but they don't know why I got it uh, or like where I got it from. Um, so like there's a few variables in the in life that I'm going to change. I had a, a 
my wheelchair was modified with a lot of dump. The guy put like six inches of dump in my wheelchair, uh, which makes me sit back a lot. Uh, either that or some uh, my uh, the way I was showering before in a shower chair might have done it. We don't know exactly, but we're taking those variables out. So I got us uh, in July. Um, I got a pressure sore. We tried working through it. My one year evaluation at Craig was coming up. So I freaking um, was in contact with them. They're like, hey, come do some of your wound care here at uh, up here in, or down here in Colorado since you're going to have your uh, your IOE here. And, and, uh, you know, like a couple, you know, like a couple weeks was doing that pressure sore got worse. They're like, hey, go to the emer emergency room down here. You know, like, let's do some blood tests. If I would have followed the, you know, the, the recommendations of the doctors in Wyoming, I'd be dead right now. Um, but the ones in Colorado, they're like, Hey, you need to do blood tests, blah, blah, blah. So I got a blood test. They found out, um, I had, uh, a bone infection. And then obviously, uh, you know, the sore was a level four, um, met a good surgeon. Uh, he did operated on me, uh, cleaned up the wound, cut the bone out. You know, I, I think I had, an, I don't know, I, they call it a coccyxectomy. So basically they cut my coccyx out, which is a uh, part of your spinal cord or your tailbone actually, uh, cut that out. Um, sewed everything back up and I've been rehabbing since, uh, I'm about, what was it? 400 miles from home. So I get my daughter every other weekend. She comes down here and visits me in rehab. Um, it's more of a rehab because you lose a lot of muscle just laying because you lay in bed flat you don't move for uh six weeks you don't you don't you you don't get up you just lay in that bed you can't roll to your side you can't do anything and so like you know like i tried doing exercises and bands but you you lose a lot of muscle just laying laying there you know for months on end basically it feels like it's only a month and a half but it's still a long time and so now i'm rehabbing like my you know to like get back from going from a sitting position like used to be you know or laying position back to normally sitting you know right now i'm up to seven hours of sitting in my chair a day and then you know we work out every day you know work on you know stretching kind of all that stuff you would at a normal rehab on top of that so for those six weeks that you had to lay flat like once you were able to sit back up did that do a number on your blood pressure and stuff yep yep so i have low i my blood pressure i mean golly i think every day i go through a uh you know what I mean? I got to reset my blood pressure at least once a day. It seems like um, any of you guys out there that don't know much about that, like if you're, you know, feeling lightheaded, dizzy, uh, the, the the closer you can get your legs to your head level, if you can think of it being water, the, that'll fix your blood pressure, the better. So um, if you could just even lower your head down closer, closer to your legs, that'll help your heart pump blood to your, to your brain. Um, so when your blood pressure is low, uh, you can pass out whatever. So mine, yeah, sit your your heart's used to pumping like level level fluid through your body, and then you sit up. So now your heart has to start pumping up here, and it ain't done that for like a month and a half. And so I got super dizzy, uh, but it wasn't bad because I'm kind of used to it. So I kind of like stable myself and like breathe and you know position my head a little lower to get it better. And so like it didn't like hurt any of my rehab, but like it's definitely something wild you got to watch for. Uh, blood pressure and then kind of like um your body was was the craziest thing for mine like today i'm fighting it today your body gets tight from laying that bad so like your whole you feel like you feel like you're almost um 
like bloated or pregnant. You just like you sit there and you're like tight. Everything in you is kind of tight. And uh, that was the one that I'm kind of still fighting with. Like I said, and that was the weirdest part about it all is sitting up and you, you know, like that tightness and weird feeling that your body that you get from just laying flat all the time. Yeah, no, I can only so. imagine, man. Um, what, so what's the prognosis? Like what's the outlook here? Like how long you think you're going to be, how much longer you think you're going to be in there? And, and when do you, yeah. when, when are you hopeful to go home? Yeah. So, so good news. Like, we got uh, what two days now. I'm going home the day before Thanksgiving, nice. uh, so I'm going home soon. Obviously, if something crazy happened between then and now, then I wouldn't. But everything heals up. I had an amazing doctor. Our amazing, amazing plastic surgeon is actually what they um, are that work on you when you get one of those, and uh, they did an amazing job. My, the, the, I'm healing really, really good, which is thank God because um, you don't want compromised skin when you're when you're a quad or a para you uh you want to have tough skin and they they sewed me back up to where it's pretty nice to where I can get at least you know the maximum amount of healing uh so I should be home here in a couple of days for Thanksgiving so I can have Thanksgiving with my daughter oh man that's a blessing bro I'm so yeah. happy for you man um well yeah. Danny Kiderling man I appreciate you so much coming on the show and telling us your story bro um you know, why, give us your uh social media um accounts and your and your uh website and everything and I'll, I'll include it all in the notes too but why don't you go ahead and uh let us know what those are yeah oh yeah so i sit down everyone obviously there's a lot if you search dhk welds on google you can find all my stuff but uh if you want to go to my youtube channel um go to dhk welds if you want to go to uh my uh instagram it's uh it's <laughs> It's Jack underscore Daniel. And then if you want to go to my TikTok, Real Danny Kiderling. And that would be about it. And then I think I'm Danny Kiderling on Facebook too. Uh, but definitely if you guys want to check it out, get in there. Check out the swag before you look at me online because I'm a little ugly. If you guys don't see this in video, go to uh, make sure you go to uh, dhkwells.com. That's where you can get, you know, all the, you know, basically any hat that I wear and then hoodies, hats, and hoodies shirts stuff like that on top of that yeah and it, it's all cool stuff man I've, I've looked at it a few times i'm gonna have to order up some uh, some stuff off of there it's awesome so yeah yeah danny thank you bro congratulations on getting to go home thank you. And, uh, for thanksgiving and, and yeah man let's uh, we'll stay in touch heck yeah thanks man i appreciate you thank you for letting me be on the show yeah no thanks for coming on appreciate your story bro talk to you yep. here soon yep. You, yep yes sir thank you all right that was danny kiderling i just want to thank him again for being willing to come on and being so open and and kind of sharing some of his experiences with us um i do want to to shout out my guy adrian garcia who's been on the show before he's actually the last guest before i spent that time in the hospital um early last early this year with uh with the ulcer and all that um and he You're with your you're separated duotinum. It's not an ulcer. I mean, it's more than an ulcer, Jeremy. True, so, true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Adrian was the last guest on that show. And then, um, you know, we've we've definitely be uh, become friends over the last, uh, you know, year or whatever now. And and uh, yeah, he's the one that, that told me about Danny. Like they had crossed paths at uh, Craig Hospital out there in Colorado. And, you know, thank God that, 
Danny got to Craig because if he, you know, he mentioned, I think in the interview there that if he wouldn't have gone there to have his uh, pressure sore checked out that what they were doing at, uh, at the hospital near his home in Wyoming, he probably would have ended up passing away um, from the infection. So like, good Lord, man, this is uh, yeah, your skin skin's the most important thing. I think after one of these, one of these spinal cord injuries, like, it's no joke, man. So thank God. He yeah. It's, get, get a, yeah. And, and we've said this here many times, you have to be your own advocate, right? And you have to speak up when, even though you may not feel it being a spinal cord injury person, like you did with your stomach, mm-hmm. you need somebody to say, Hey, you know, I need you to look at this. Um, even, even if you're wrong and you don't think and nothing's wrong, it's better yeah. to know nothing's wrong than to Absolutely. find out something was wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's just it's just a miracle. Um, you know, I was telling you offline, Jeremy, you know, like uh, learning to weld has always been one of my things that, you know, one of the things I always thought I wanted to do, but I'm always afraid of it. Um, but it's 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 inspiring. Here's somebody with a spinal cord injury doesn't have all the dexterity and functions and stuff and learns to redo it again. And it's wants me to, you know, get signed up at a community college and, you know, get back out there and, and do it. It's one of the things I haven't done in my 63 or 62 years. You know, it's something I always wanted to learn how to do. And it's pretty inspiring. Um, the things that your guests do. And um, yeah, well, so, so Danny has like what once, uh, once Adrian had, had told me about him, I started following him and stuff. And uh he actually it was it was funny because the day that I was talking to Adrian on the phone and Danny beeped in on the call and Adrian had just been like, oh, you got to interview this guy, Danny Kiderling. He's like so great, like great story, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Danny beeped in on the, you know, like tried to call in to talk to Adrian. And so he he patched us through. And so we uh, we had a little conversation on the phone that day. But it was just like weird timing, you know, coincidence that he, he called at the same time that me and Adrian were talking. So, um, but yeah, it's just what a great guy. But, you know, I when I started following him, I think on YouTube or something, he was doing, um, he was like answering people's questions or something. And like somebody had been like, because he'll do well still, you know, he's taught himself, um, essentially like a new technique of how he can weld still um, adaptively. So, which is very cool. And he, uh, somebody was criticizing what his weld looked like. And instead of just being like, you know, go, screw you, man. He's just like, Hey, yeah. He's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be better on the next one or whatever, you know, like I'm just working on it. So it's a work in progress. Um, and I can't use my hands. Like that's kind of like the, the mic drop moment, right? It's like, yeah, well, can't use my fingers. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doing pretty good for not being able to use my fingers. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And I think I like, I like his whole attitude though. Yeah. And you know what? And that's the thing is that, um, my fear is always the fear of criticism, right? When you put something out there and you think that it's not going to be perfect. And I, that's what I get from your guests on here is that, you know what, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to do it, you know, and that's pretty inspiring. I agree, man. So, yeah. yeah. Just like you with this podcast, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> right. So. Well, um, I did also want to mention, um, you know, uh, friend of the podcast, former guest, uh, Drew Plochet. 
uh drew's brews on on instagram he uh or drew brews sorry uh he had reached out and just asked how i was doing a, a few months ago or a few weeks ago sorry and uh he asked if i had heard about what was going on with Neuralink, and i said no i i hadn't and so he sent me a a link to sign up for i guess their page patient registry or whatever um and so I filled it all out and like, you have to get your kind of your medical um, records sent over to Neuralink. And then they, and I don't know if this is for everybody or what, but they reached out to me and want to set up a video call. So um, keep everybody updated on how that goes. Cause that kind of, you know, feels exciting a little bit. So don't know what the extent of that is, or if that's just like what they do with everybody, but could be exciting news, man. Yeah, hopefully you don't end up sounding like uh, a uh, um, what are they called? Um, those uh, Power Ranger type things after they hook you up. <laughs> hey man, whatever, it takes, whatever it takes, Ricardo. Even yeah. if I do, they yeah, make me walk it's... again, or even just using my upper body again. Shit, man, that would be. Optimus Prime. That's what I was looking for. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, oh, and then DHK welds, I think dot com. Like we'll we'll attach everything um from Danny in the in the uh show notes, but yeah, they he is they have some killer hats and shirts and sweatshirts and everything. Um everybody should go check that out. I know it's real close to Christmas here, but um, you know, maybe if you uh, get any gift cards or anything for Christmas, go go spend them on uh, DHK Welds and get yourself some cool uh, merch. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, yeah, well, we're uh, not going to have an episode next week, but uh, we will be back with you guys, um, you know, heading uh, into the into the new, I guess, in the new year. So this is the last time we'll talk to you all before before new year's and christmas and and everything oh happy uh merry christmas happy hanukkah happy holidays happy kwanzaa Kwanzaa. yeah all all of them um you know happy new year to everybody and uh yeah we'll be back with you in 2024 that sounds great and everybody just be safe and be kind and enjoy your families absolutely go huskies There you go. All right, Jeremy. Thank you very much for making my year again. Oh, man. Thank you, Ricardo. I uh, appreciate you so much, man. And uh, yeah, thank uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Please listen, like, rate, review, share the podcast. We'll be back with you next year. Sounds good.